0: Hello? Oh, there we go. How you guys doing? Good. I'm uh, uh, <laughs> running off of Diet Coke and Viking music, so uh, yeah, it's one of those mornings. Thank you, worship team. I needed it. I I always have a hard time saying that, but I don't because I, I know what I mean, but sometimes we need to worship, you know? So it's always good. Another in the Fire is a good song, and, and I was actually thinking about it. Um, we're, at, we're at camp, and we got back late last night, but uh, we're at camp, and we're just sitting there, and, and um, I don't know if you've ever dealt with people, but with the, when you're around people for any amount of time... Um, <laughs> right? So like, you know, it's just, it's it's just, but it's always good to remember, hey, you know, Jesus is there, you know, and, and when you're tired, Jesus is there, and when you're good, Jesus is there, and struggling, and all, whatever's going on in your life, Jesus is there, and that's, it's good to remember. So, uh, but happy Sunday. Scott's not here. You already know. Um, we're going to keep going in the book of Romans, but I do want to say, uh, for, in church standards, Summer's like almost over. Uh, our like two Mexico trips are done, like three fourths of the way there. Two Mexico trips are done and then summer camp. Uh, it was it was great, it was amazing. I'm sure there's gonna be a video next week as Megan always does. Um, but uh, it was wonderful. Uh, we had very familiar faces, we had new faces and faces that we hadn't seen in a, in a long, long time. So it's always good to get away from the hustle and bustle of society, and just go down to the river and, and just hang out and, and do all that good stuff and talk and laugh and, and, and struggle and, and joke and get eaten by mosquitoes and, and all the good stuff that comes along with it. So, uh, last event, it's, it's two weeks away, <laughs> is Camp Rock. Uh, if you haven't signed up, you need to do it today. Uh, I'm ordering t-shirts like first thing in the morning. If you think that you're going to get your t-shirt or order before, you know, I order in the morning, don't do it. Do it today because it's not going to happen. So um, do it. Uh, sign up, please. It's great. It's a great event. I'm super, super excited. Um, I, always, I always have this moment because of just timing and how everything works is I always have this like God moment. It seems like at summer camp where I'm just sitting there. And I'm like, it's a little bit of nerves, and then it's a lot of bit of calm, and then it's a bit of excitement, and all the waves, and all the emotions that come up. Um, I'm just so excited for, uh, for Camp Rock this year. I think it's going to be wonderful uh, seeing those kids again. It's, it's going to be so cool. So uh, I'm going to pray, but uh, if you would like to, open up your Bibles to Romans 3, but uh, if not, we got it on the screen. So dear Lord, uh, thank you for this day. Thank you for who you are. God, um, you are good and you are, when we're going through the fire and the storms and the wind and the rain and the struggles, you are there. Um, you call us through all of that um, and, and despite all of that you call us. It doesn't matter. Um, sometimes uh, you call us because we are in a storm, because we are struggling, because we are hurting. Uh, you call us to greater you call us to uh, just like we learned at summer camp, God. That you call us to uh, that upward life, living living for the upward, and not not so much worried about what's going on horizontally, God. But but start focusing on what's happening vertically, Father. Just pray for this time, pray that it is uh, pleasing and honorable to you, God. Uh, amen. So uh, if you can't open up your Bibles uh, to Romans three, we are continuing in our in our little book here of Romans one second sorry about that I'm a professional I do this for a living all right so uh, Romans 3 uh, a little little reminder right I guess none of you remembered because you came back hey this is pointless remember learning about the Bible is that the life lesson that we learned last week no but hey if we don't do what the Bible says, Oh, okay, now we're remembering, okay? You remember all this? Okay, good, okay? So, so on top of that, because the, the Bible wasn't written chapter by chapter, it was just written boom, 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 and Paul is great at this, just like open up mouth and start talking, right? Uh, we have a whole week to digest what he thought of and what he wrote. What he said, right? But this is just one continuous thought, and and sometimes one continuous sentence. So chapter three is going off right there. It's this idea that hey, uh, yeah, you may be circumcised, uh, yeah, you may be following the Bible, whatever. But if you're not living it out, doesn't really matter, right? Uh, likewise, if a gentile, someone who doesn't isn't circumcised, it doesn't know the Bible all that stuff, is living by it, huh? Maybe their uncircumcision becomes circumcision. Maybe all of that becomes something greater. So on top of that, now let's go into chapter three. It says, then what advantage has the Jew? Is there any difference whatsoever? Who cares? Why, why is being a Jew important then? Or what is the value of circumcision? Right? I related circumcision to what, uh, your, your marriage, wedding. What's the point? If, if getting married, it doesn't really matter if you're loyal or unloyal, right? It's all this. Uh, what's the point of circumcision, right? What is all this? What's the point of being a Jew? Is there any advantage? Is there any gain? Much in every way. We have to remember, folks, that it is important, right? Marriage, like circumcision, like a lot of other things that we hold highly, right, has had a great, huge decline, What's the point? Why should I? It's just for a tax, right? What? It's just for this, that, the other. It's just a physical. Fiz- Why get a Bible tattoo? Why wear a cross? What's the point of any of those things? Much in every way. To begin with, the Jews were entrusted with the oracles of God. We have to remember, folks, that China was around in the Old Testament. China was around in the New Testament. Why? Where are they? Do we not care about them? Is the does God not care about them? Serious question. People people read this and say, how can one of the strongest powers in the entire history not show up in the Bible? Is is it because we don't? No, absolutely not. It's it's because the Jews were entrusted with the oracles of God. What makes them special? It's not them. What makes them special? It's that they have God's word. What makes us special? If if I've messed up in life, if I have done everything wrong, what makes me special? It's not because I'm a great person. It's not because I'm 6'10". It's not because I showed up even though I did a week at summer camp. It's because God has entrusted me with God's word. Verse 3, what if some weren't faithful? So going back to this idea that, hey, they had the Bible, but they messed up. Have you read the Old Testament? (laughs) The time and time, I can't even put a number on it, but time after time after time after time, it's about how people are given a second chance. Read the book of Judges. We did it a long time ago. But Scott described it as this this typhoon, this whirlwind, right? That that, that God saves his people, and his people are doing great, and it's wonderful. And then, hey, it's wonderful. Look at what we did. Mm, Remember it was God? And then an invading country comes in, and they just get destroyed, and they get sold off to slavery, and then God saves them. And look, it's great again. And it just keeps going like a vicious cycle, right? Uh, good thing we don't do that. We learn our lesson, right? Sarcasm. We're away. Good, good. I'm happy you guys laugh. Sometimes I get worried, right? I say something, and they're like, uh-huh, 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 right? Uh, uh, what if some weren't faithful? Does their faithlessness nullify the faithfulness of God? We learned that last week, right? People, God's Word is being dishonored because of what we're doing. We're saying God's word is life changing and our lives aren't changed. So, does their faithfulness nullify the faithfulness of God? By no means. God is good, no matter how not good we are, right? Let God be true through every, though everyone were a liar as it is written, that you may be justified in your words and prevail when you are judged. But if you are unrighteousness, serves to show the righteousness of God, what shall we say? That God is unrighteous to inflict wrath on us? I speak in a human way. By no means, right? So if I'm justified, I'm saved. I'm no longer a slave to sin, right? I've done all this, so God can't judge me, right? So so if I'm righteous, if I'm a saint, if I'm so great because I have God's Word, God can't judge me, right? By no means. For then how could judge, God judge the world? But if through my lie God's truth abounds to His glory, why am I still being condemned as a sinner? And why not do evil that good may come. God. I spoke about this last week. God uses bad things for good ways. We talk about it all the time, right? Oh, I got sick. Oh, I lost my job. Oh, this X, Y, Z happened, right? And, and God showed up. And God used that to make us stronger, right? Uh, why am I still condemned, uh, being condemned as a sinner? And why not do evil that good may come? As some people slanderously charge us with saying, their condemnation is just. Why then are we Jews any better off? What then? Are we Jews any better off? No, not at all. Then what advantage has the Jew? Or what is the value? Much in every way. Verse 9. What then? Are Jews any better off? No, not at all. Folks, Rock Bible has a saying, and I love it, and it's so confusing, and it makes so much sense. You have two options, A or B. Which one are you going to choose? Both. Are the Jews better off? Yes or no? Both. In every way or no way? Uh Uh-huh. And it makes no sense and you hate it. And when your kid says it or your adult it or adults mom or dad says it, it bugs you, but it makes total sense. Is being a Christian, does that mean you're better off? No, I mess up all the time. All the time. All the time. Right? Have we gotten that yet? Does it mean I'm better off? Uh huh. Wait, no, I, you just, wait, hold on. What? Both. Right? What then? Are we Jews any better off? No, not at all. For we uh, have already charged that both Jew and Greeks are all under sin. Folks, this is, this is a self-image problem. Anytime you, uh, and I know you know this, anytime you post something online, it does not matter what it is, does not matter how you say it, someone will take it the wrong way. Part of my the hardest part of my job was getting over the fact that hey we're sending this online. I know you people pretty well, but but the people that are online don't know me at all. I joke about things. I'll say something. I'll, I'll be sarcastic, and Scott sometimes is sarcastic, mm-hmm. sarcasm, right? A- and it goes online, and then hey, Brent gets an email on Tuesday from Joey in Arkansas. And how dare you, pastor, say this, that, that? Well, obviously that's not what he believes, folks. See, this is a self-imaging uh, problem. Paul is setting it up saying, hey, you think too lowly of yourself? You have the very word of God. You, you think that you're nothing, that you're terrible, that God hasn't justified you, made you a saint, made you great, right? That's not the case. He has done that. He has, past tense, saved you. Flip it for, for, for us arrogant people in the room, right? You think too highly of yourself? That, hey, I got up this morning, and hey, I did this and that and the other thing. Are you any better off than anyone else out in the world? No. We all sin. does not matter. If, and because of that... Just like how you were saved, you are being saved. Just like how Christ has justified you, He will justify you. Both. It's wonderful, it's amazing, makes no sense. it's frustrating, and we all get it. All right? No, not at all, for we all already charge that all both Jews and Greeks are under sin. As it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks God. Happy Sunday, by the way. All have turned aside together, they have become worthless. (sighs) No one does good, not even one. So let's look back at last Sunday about how you do great things and you're going to be saved and how you're following God. Who follows God? Who's a good person? Who's great? Who who seeks after the Lord? Who does what's right all the time? And who's blameless? Nobody, right? Uh, Their throat is an an open grave. Think about that image. What's it smell like? What's coming out of there? What's the throat? Let's think of symbology. What's coming out of your throat? it's not gross words thank you right right i'm hanging out with junior hires i know you guys are smart right what's coming out words dead words so we're we're talking about the word of god and now he's bringing up the fact about dead words oh those people do wrong not like me right those people lie those people slander those people gossip not like me. My words are dead, right? Uh, No life is coming from them. The throat is an open gate. They, They use their tongue to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. They're acting, they're doing things, maybe not the right things, and that maybe was sarcastic, right? Uh, In their past are ruin and misery, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. I spoke, um, we had a lot of speakers actually at camp. Uh, Nate spoke, and Jan, and Megan, and and I kind of wrapped it up, and and, um, I wanted to show um, a, a common thread throughout the entire camp was that, hey, I was living one way, and that did not bring me peace. It brought me more emptiness, more unhappiness, more war, right? And, and we talked about, and I, I brought up a passage in, in Psalms 121, and it's talking about how all these ways are like poison. All of this, all, all these, all these uh, light momentary, life finite things are like poison. They're all liars, right they say they can fulfill us they say that they can they they can plead us but it's simply not the case they're lying they're deceitful right they're like they're they're like snakes saying hey uh oh snakes okay let's think back where was there a time in the bible where there was a snake spreading lies genesis once again going back to creation saying hey just like how your ancestor, just like at the very beginning of time, you're looking for fulfillment anywhere but Christ, we do the same thing. May not be an apple or a grapefruit or whatever you want to be, doesn't matter. Right? But it's something. Who has been fulfilled, completed, saved completely by money? They got out of problems. Yeah. They got a new boat and a cool new toy and they're happy and blah, 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 blah. It did not complete them, right? Uh, who got saved, completed infinitely by marriage? Ooh, that's a hard one. We can all agree that, uh, but marriage is a good thing. Money, oh, I understand. I can... See, we shove good things into a place that only a perfect being can complete. So much of the time, um, we we focus on, oh, uh, yeah, obviously you got to give up drugs and you got to give up like uh, prostitution. And you got to give up these murder and you got to give up all these. Of course, for Jesus, of course, right? And we all agree, and that's nice, right? What if Jesus wants you stop drinking coffee? What if Jesus wants you to give up a little bit more and send it to some kid across the world? That's harder. What what if these what what if we're not replacing terrible, awful, horrible things in our life? What if we're giving up great for good? What what if we're settling, not 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 looking towards God, not looking towards the best? But we're getting second place, third place. Things that society deemed worthy, but the Bible doesn't, right? Um, their, their, Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood in their path and the ruin and misery and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every word, every mouth may be stopped, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. How many laws are there? It's it's kind of a deceitful question. There's a lot. Don't murder. Don't do all that. The law of God, there's one. How many gods are there? Well, there's Jesus, and there's God, and there's the Holy Spirit. There's three, right? No, there's one. Right? we got to stop pretending in this world that our God is different than the God that's out there. Our God in this building is the same God out there than the same God that's up in rock and water, that's the same God in Mexico, that's the same God when we're at Camp Rock, right? All the same, right? And the whole world may be held accountable to it. Uh, for by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since there, through the law comes knowledge of sin, "...but now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law of the prophets bear witness to it." So this is going back to the Old Testament, saying, hey, we have this law, this Old Testament law. Now, does Jesus break that? Do we not have to read the Old Testament anymore? Because Jesus came, right? And now it's all sunshine and daisies. Why do we need to know about sacrifices? Why do we need to know about all that stuff? Uh, The righteousness of God through the faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, for there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Does not matter if we're under the Old Testament law. Does not matter if we're in the New Testament. Does not matter if we're talking about Jesus, not talking about Jesus. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Verse 24, And are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood. Big word, right? Basically means, how did you appease a God? Well, there's sacrifices where there's, there's money. Well, there's a lot of ways to do it. Uh, whom God put forward as propitiation by his blood. How did we appease a God? How did we appease God? God. God. jesus appeased himself because for us right uh to received by faith this was to show god's righteousness because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins uh how did the old people old old people old testament people believe in christ how did did, they weren't perfect do you ever think about this We're on this side of the New Testament. Jesus came, right? Uh, What if you died before you did your last sacrifice? Going to hell, right? Before Jesus. Jesus isn't around. You don't have that perfect sacrifice, right? So how'd you do it? Did anyone go to heaven before Jesus? This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance before he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. See, Jesus, we focus on the aftermath. Jesus, his sacrifice was so good. Not only did it save people Presently, presently, meaning here, future, us, past too. He's a justifier. Verse twenty-seven. Then what becomes of our boasting? This is a little question and answer, uh, boom, 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 back and forth. Right? Then what does it become of our boasting? What do we have to say? We're not righteous. Why? why what do we have? I can't say anything. I'm not great. It is excluded. We didn't save ourselves. We didn't do this. We didn't complete the law. We aren't perfect. By what kind of law? By a law of works being perfect? No, but by a law of faith. How are we saved? What justification do we have? It's Christ. What part of do we have? It is a law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Or is it God, the God of the Jews only? Right now we're talking about faith, so you have to believe Jesus, right? Uh, if I'm saved through faith, I have to have faith in Jesus, right? So it's God of the God God of Jews only, right? It, it makes sense. You can't you can't listen to anything, right? Uh, is it is He not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also, since God is one who will justify the circumcision by the faith and the uncircumcision through faith, do we then overthrow the law by this faith? Do we get rid of the Old Testament? All I have to do is believe in Jesus, right? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. See, folks, we got to start treating this as the Bible. And I know that sounds insane, but many of us enact act or in word, or how what have you, only believes this much. It's not even that. It's, it's about there. Forgetting about the Old Testament. Forgetting about how important it is. Uh, have you noticed that we've brought up Genesis twice today? I did it about three or four times last week. The best commentary on the New Testament that has or will ever exist is the Old Testament. The greatest, the best commentary on the Old Testament that has or will ever exist is New Testament. Do we believe it? Because that, that, that's easily said. We all agree. I walk into any church... Don't want to say that. 99% of churches, because there are churches that plain just don't believe in the Old Testament or whatever. But I walk into any modern church, evangelical church that's reading from the Bible today, and they're going to say it. Have you, when's the last time you did a Bible study on it? When's the last time you've talked about it? When's when's the last time you talked about this, that, the other thing? Right? That's one of the things that drew me to Rock Bible because uh, Scott's got this list of Bible, uh, books of the Bible, and he's like, hey, we're just working our way through. It's great. It's awesome. You should see it sometime. It's just a, hey, well, yeah, we did this book, this, 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 this. It's not that that saves us, but hey, how can we show that we value the Old Testament as a church? We talk about it. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. So uh, today, uh, just like before, the first fill-in is, is your title. It's a little title thing. We can keep doing that. I don't know why, but hey, we're going to keep doing it. So first things first, what's today all about? Seek the truth no matter what. Seek the truth no matter what. And this, folks, uh, this applies to everything in your entire life, right? This goes beyond just the Bible. This goes beyond science, math, whatever have you, right? Seek the truth no matter what now, what does that mean? How do you do it? That's what we're going to talk about. First, fill in: truth is true no matter what. Wow, earth-shattering! Truth is true no matter what. Why do I have to bring that up as Christians? We have the best document, and to say it's a document is almost undervaluing it. We have the best. Possible document that's ever existed. Written over thousands of years by dozens of authors, criticized by some of the most brilliant people that have ever existed. Today, it still has not been disproven. Why are we talking about truth is true no matter what? Well, and this should excite you a little bit. So many people have tried and failed to disprove this. You know what they're going after now? What the very definition of truth means. How incredible is that? That they gave up on trying to fight this? That they said, uh, no, 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 no. There is no truth at all. That's incredible. We beat it. It's over. We, We won, right? It's not the case. But, but think about it when, when people say, yeah, that's your truth, but that's not my truth. Really what they're saying is your Bible is so strong. I can't combat it. So I'm going to target the very definition of truth. That is incredibly insane, but it is incredible that provides so much, I don't know about you, that provides so much faith and trust for me that people are going to law school, dedicating their lives simply because they can't fight this anymore. That over the thousands and thousands of years that people have been reading it and it's being published, that they simply have gotten to the point of saying, but there is no absolute truth. So firstly, we have to remember truth is truth no matter what. Verse 3 uh, to 4, the first part of 4, it says, What if some were dis- unfaithful? Does their faithfulness nullify the faithfulness of God? By no means let God be truth through every one. were a liar. See, people gave up on attacking the Bible, gave up on attacking God, so now... They're attacking Christians, saying, you're not perfect, so your God cannot be perfect. Remember last week, and I said, oh, uh, Jimmy across the street, who's a Christian, was mean to me once, so I'm never going to go to that church again. I'm never going to be a Christian, because Jimmy's a Christian, and, and I can't do that. And we and we said it. We took it from the aspect of yeah, that's true. We have to uphold. We have to do the law because people view that right. People, if, if I if you see me driving, you know, I leave and I'm flipping people off, cutting people off, doing all this stuff, you're gonna think pretty poorly of me. Hopefully, that should uh, that should surprise you, right? I'm, I'm not be like yeah, I'm just pretty, He's so okay, <laughs> right? At the same time. We can't say that God does not exist because Brent did that. That simply does not work. That argument that I can't trust Christians, Christianity is bad because Christians are bad, that does not work because everyone fails. Another aspect of this um, is that, hey, truth... you ever think, and we're gonna get into a little psychology here, uh, psychology, psychiatry, right? But what's, how do you define truth? You look at history, and truth becomes a little scary. People, people say other people are good. People say other people are bad, and they get to some pretty crazy conclusions. You ask a common person today what truth is. Event that's not a believer. They will say that whatever the majority decides is true. Right? Uh, oh, speeding is wrong because society has deemed speeding wrong. Texting, calling when you're driving is wrong. Why? Because society has deemed it so. Part of that is true. Part of it's not. Let's look at 23. Verse 23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. What does that say about the majority? If the majority has fallen, if the majority has fallen short of the glory of God, what does that say about their truth? Can't trust it, can we? Right? If the if the Bible was written simply by people, it would absolutely have been disproven already. No way around it. No fight. No shot. No shot in the dirt. Absolutely no way around it. You can't write a document that someone else picks up a hundred years after you. That someone else picks up a hundred years after that. That somebody else picks up and expect it to work, make any kind of sense. So where does truth come from? Can't be society. Doesn't work, doesn't make sense. Why is murder wrong? God said so. Yeah, there's a law. Yeah, our society has deemed it wrong. Yeah, absolutely, that's true. Why is that wrong? God said so. The creator, the one who is above the law, controls it. The judge, the judge, not us judges, right? The judge has deemed it so. Truth is true no matter what. Secondly, everyone needs the truth no matter what. Everyone needs the truth no matter what. Everybody needs Diet Coke, no matter what. Um, what then? Are we Jews any better off? No, not at all, for we have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin. This is very directly related to the last one. We all mess up. We need it. We fail. We choose wrong. Verse 20 For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in His sight. See, folks, if we were to make our own Bible, Rock Bible Church, and, and we wrote down all the laws, all the rules that, that fit into our culture, and we were serious that that, that we would fail as, as a church if we ran out of food, and, and to join our community, you had to watch Tombstones and, and all those other movies, right? If that, that's our actual real-life Bible, right? That's the things we believe. Um, We've kind of cheapened going to heaven, haven't we? That that going to heaven is simply just about not running out of food, seeing a couple movies, and, and being sarcastic? For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight. Why should we care about sacrifice? Like old school sacrifice? Why should we read Leviticus and Judges and Numbers, Deuteronomy? Why should we care about Genesis and Exodus and Esther? Why should we care about any of those? Well, when Jesus rolls along, and he is the ultimate sacrifice, oh, I'm getting it. I can't do it. When we look back at Adam and Eve and saying, you had one rule, buddy. I could do that. I could have just not eaten it. I would have done it. We believe that. And then we get to Leviticus and, and the Ten Commandments and all those. We, we start believing, oh, maybe, just maybe, I, wouldn't have, I would have eaten the fruit too. Maybe I wouldn't have listened to God. Maybe I would have believed the lie. See, this this image of God that we talked about last week that is innate in every one of us, in us, right? That, that causes us, that it, uh, impels us to do good, compels us to do good. It's not sufficient, right? We need to know the truth, right? We absolutely do because, because uh, our human side overtakes that sometimes, right? Uh, Sometimes, most of the time, truth is true no matter what. Everyone needs the truth no matter what. Lastly, and most importantly, if if I were just to end on those first two, it would be bummer Sunday, and it's not bummer Sunday. It's absolutely happy Sunday. It's everyone. Everyone can be saved by the truth no matter what. Everyone can be saved by the truth no matter what. See, it doesn't matter if we believe it or not. It doesn't matter if we failed a hundred times. It does not matter if we were born in, in the good US of A or Africa or, or Australia or wherever it may be. It does not matter if we were born post-Christ, during Christ, pre-Christ. It does not matter. Everyone can be saved by the truth no matter what. But now, verse 21 says, But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For those no distinction. In the exact same way how we are all unified under sin, we all fail the exact same way every single one of us needs Christ. An amazing thing happens every camp, most camps, I don't want to say every camp, but uh, there's a time where uh, we say, hey, if you've never accepted Christ, this is your time to do it, right? Yeah, we want to provide an opportunity where you could talk things over with with a leader, you could pray about it, you could do whatever you need to do, um, and you could talk about it. Likewise, and just as important, hey, if you have accepted Christ and maybe it's not going so great. (laughs) Maybe things are, are, uh, you know, it's been a little rough. You haven't really listened to Jesus for a while. And, And maybe you want to rededicate your life or maybe you want to get baptized or maybe you want to take whatever that next step is. Maybe you want to take that next step. Why do I do that? Why do we do that? Everyone Needs. Uh, everyone can be saved by the truth. Do we believe it? When you wake up in the morning and you're having a hard day, do you believe it? When you wake up in the morning and you're fighting with your spouse, your kids, your parents, your co-workers, your boss, do you believe? Do we believe that everyone can be saved by the truth? And, and sometimes, more importantly, for me at least, is it me who saves them, <laughs> or is it God? Father God, I just thank you for this day. I just pray um, as we continue through Romans over the next um, few months, God, that, that we will just experience your truth. That, that um, Jesus came not to get rid of the law, not to destroy the Old Testament, not to become a new God or a new whatever. He came to complete the law, to show us how we all sinned, and more importantly, that there's a way out, that there's hope, there's justification, that there, there is a Savior, God. And I pray that we believe that. Pray that, that if anyone here or at home listening, God, that if they, they've never admit done that, if they've never accepted you, God, that you uh, will enter in their lives, that they will start praying to you, that start t- talking to you, communicating with you, God, and, and, and like we learned today, that they will start seeking that truth. It is a truth that you will spend an entire lifetime doing, but it's a truth uh, that is worthy. And likewise, if there's any of us that stepped away from you, have been backpedaling, that's been just stalling, who haven't been chasing after you, God, I pray in the same manner that we all are compelled towards you in every day, in every way, no matter what. I pray for this offering, God, that it is pleasing to you, God, that that um, if there's any guests or new people here, God, that they feel no obligation to give, but they simply understand what we do as a church family. Amen. So go with him. Have a great week. And always, always, always be seeking the truth. Go with him.